if the reptilian brain and our fight or flight is 40 million years evolved, your frontal cortex and prefrontal cortex are only 4 million years evolved. That's your cognition, emotional stability, rational thinking, ability to talk yourself out of something. So the reptilian brain that's activating that cortisol response has a 36 million near head start. I'm Luke Story. For the past 22 years, I've been relentlessly committed to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of spirituality, health, psychology, and personal development. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. Let's give some love to our sponsor, Blue Blocks. They offer a complete range of evidence-backed blue blocking glasses to suit your every need. Imagine that you can block blue light, get good sleep, be in a good mood, and not look like a tool. Super rad bonus. What's even more cool is that now they do prescription and reading glasses. So all you have to do is send them your prescription and they do the rest. You're going to get some great blue blocking prescription glasses back in the mail They also have an epic send your own frame service now. So you can send your own sunglasses or whatever glasses in and they're going to magically transform them into blue blockers. All of this, of course, happens at blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you enter the code over there at blueblocks.com, lifestylist, you're going to save 15%. Uh, speaking of blocking light, they also have a new sleep mask that I really dig. It's called the Remedy. Get it? R-E-M, like REM sleep, Remedy. It blocks out 100% of the light. And that's really important because even if a little bit of light hits your eyes when they're closed, that's enough to raise your blood sugar levels and suppress your melatonin. So when you're sleeping, you really want to be wearing an eye mask. And theirs is awesome because it's got zero eye pressure and provides complete darkness. They also guarantee that they produce that darkness and they also have free worldwide shipping. So to get your glasses and your sleep mask, go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X, blueblocks.com. Enter the code lifestylist and save yourself a cool 15%. When it comes to biohacking my daily routine, one thing I always include is red light therapy from Juve. You know, I talk about them all the time because I use them every day. That's J-O-O-V-V. I'm really stoked right now because they just launched their next generation of devices and they've made some massive upgrades to what was already the best red light therapy system on the market, in my humble opinion. They've upgraded the setup for the new devices with quick, easy mounting options so the new Juve can fit just about anywhere. Some people like me like to use the Juve lights at night to wind down from the day, so that's why they included a new ambient mode for a calming lower intensity light at night. That's way healthier than all the blue light from all of our devices and screens, and it's more in alignment with your natural circadian rhythms. Additionally, Juve's new units are sleeker and up to 25% lighter with all the same power as before. And they've also intensified their coverage area so you can stand as much as three times further away from the device and still get the recommended dosage. Plus, the new devices include some really cool features like Recovery Plus Mode, which utilizes pulsing technology to give your cells an extra boost after a workout with the rejuvenating near-infrared light. If you're looking to get a new Juve device for your home, I've got some exciting news. Just go to juve.com Luke, then use the code Luke, and you'll get an exclusive discount on Juve's newest devices. Now, exclusions apply, limited time only, so hurry up and get over to juve.com Luke. 
That's J-O-O-V-V dot com slash Luke. And the code is Luke. I hope you're ready to learn how to chill out because you just stumbled upon episode 318 of the Lifestylist podcast, the neuroscience of stress, how to meditate like a monk in minutes featuring Jim Poole. Now, in 2020, we've seen the world around us go completely insane, whether it's COVID or political drama or social unrest. It's now more challenging than ever to stay calm and grounded, which is why I wanted to do an episode dedicated to helping all of us find healthy ways to cope with the stress we see around us in the world and the stress in our personal lives. Our guest, Jim Poole, joins us for his second appearance. So make sure to catch episode 265 after you listen to this one, which was another deep dive into all things stress, meditation, recovery, etc. Jim is the chairman, president, and CEO of Solace Life Sciences Incorporated, the creators of NuCalm. In 2015, Solace Life Sciences was granted the world's sole patent for systems and methods for balancing and maintaining the health of the human autonomic nervous system. And Jim also happens to be one of my favorite people in the world. We've gotten to know each other since his first appearance on the show, and he's just got a great heart, and he is a vast wealth of knowledge. So here are just a few of the key points we cover in this conversation, the most common causes of stress, the effects of cortisol and adrenaline, why it's so damn hard to calm down once you've been triggered, how GABA works on our brain, the vagus nerve, and how it regulates our nervous system and mood, why meditation is so difficult for some people, the hard science and research behind NUCOM, the mechanism of action of the biosignaling discs that come with the NUCOM system, what happens when monks use NUCOM, why this technology is so popular with the military and pro sports athletes, how binaural beats work and the difference between NUCOM audiophiles, how Tony Robbins and Roger Waters got into NUCOM, and my number one jet lag and travel hack, and so much more. So make sure to stay to the end of this conversation uh, as I'm trying to keep these intros a little shorter and not bullet point every single thing we talk about, but trust me, there is plenty more. And if you're someone that wants to learn how to meditate and recover and relax and handle the stress of being a human being, this is definitely the episode for you. And by the end of this conversation, it's very likely that you're going to want to try NUCOM for yourself. So Jim, our guest, put together a sweet discount package for the listeners, which was very cool. So if you heard the last episode with Jim and wanted to try NUCOM, you were likely bummed to find that it was a few grand. It was quite expensive. Well, since his last appearance, NUCOM has changed their business model to a subscription, making it way more affordable for people like you and me to get on board. So at the end of this episode, you want to visit NUCOM.com slash Luke dash story. And you're going to find some sweet discounts there on that landing page. You'll get 50% off the monthly subscription, 25% off or three months free on the annual. It's pretty sweet. So again, go to newcom.com slash Luke dash story. That's N-U-C-A-L-M, newcom.com slash Luke dash story. You can also just find that in the show notes. All right, there we go. We got your discount out of the way. Let's go ahead and drop in with Jim Poole and learn how to recover from stress because God knows right now we need it. Jim Poole, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I love it here. I love your place. Thanks, dude. I I'm love the energy. We got, glad yeah. we got to hang out a little bit today yeah. before the show, too. We had the, uh, every Wednesday, we've got the leaf blower here, and uh, I keep forgetting to block out my calendar to make sure that I don't book recordings right at that time. And I always book them right at that time. And so the fortuitous nature of that event was we got to hang out and toy around a bit in the 
biohacking haven that is the Luke Story Inc. headquarters. Well, you're a busy man. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot going on. I do. Good so, stuff. Sneak in here, get the leaf blower. I, I made the leaf blower coming for you. <laughs> I said, hey, do me a favor. Hey, man. I'll Show up literally. I'll give you 50 bucks. Yeah. Blow on that thing for a while so we can hang out. Exactly. But I'm, I'm real stoked for this second conversation. In the first episode we did, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I told you before we started, this is probably going to be about 60 minutes and then we end up going some three hours. We did, yeah. Yeah. And we went deep into neuroscience, psychology, stress relief, relaxation, meditation, all the things that I love to learn about and talk about. Uh, and of course, the Newcom technology, the company that you represent. And... Uh, you know, I've been using Newcom ever since we did that interview, maybe a little bit before actually. And it's just become part of my daily routine and it has yeah. replaced so many different styles of meditation, different relaxation apps. It's just kind of the all in one thing. And the reason I wanted to have you back on is because uh, for those of you that heard the last one, you'll, you'll understand why. And for those of you that haven't, I recommend you go back and listen to that one because we did like a super, super deep dive. But I got a lot of feedback after we did that episode from people who were really interested in neuroscience and this approach to uh, restoring your body and your mind, but found that the old pricing structure of Newcom was prohibitive because it was like a few thousand dollars. It, it was, was kind yeah. of a rich man or woman's game at that time. And that's, uh, that was fine for the pro athletes and military and people that could afford it. But the regular folks were like, uh, this sounds awesome, but this sucks. I can't afford it. So, so it was a teaser. Yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a teaser podcast. Yeah. But then you guys made some changes. So we're going to talk about that later in the interview, which I'm really excited about because I just think, I think literally everyone needs this in their life. I, I really believe yeah. in it that strongly. And um, so I'm excited that you guys made these changes. We're going to talk about it in a bit. But before that, let's go ahead and really add some value and give people an understanding of what we're going to be talking about and what the purpose of using a technology like this is. So I'd like to start with just a little bit of your background as you've had a diverse career and you know what brought you into the neuroscience space to begin with. Always a curiosity on neuroscience. In fact, got accepted to an MD, PhD program for neuropsychopathology. Eight years of school and I said, no, I think I'd rather start a family. So I went to business school instead. Raised by two psychotherapists. So... Um, most people would say you're inherently crazy from your environment. Um, also, we had a very welcome house of crazy people. Um, so I think always a, a curiosity, uh, very strong female, compassionate mother figure in our life. And so always had a lot of empathy. Always were able to kind of observe in a manner that was easy for me to, to feel energy from people. So my, my, course of my life like anybody took a circuitous route and it wasn't until 2009 where the neuroscientist who invented this product called our consulting firm because he was working with a dentist to alleviate state anxiety in a dental chair and the dentist happened to be a key opinion leader who had heard that our consulting firm made another dentist a lot of money through one of the largest private equity acquisitions in the history of the industry so a very strange path. Dr. Holloway, being an exceptionally gifted, talented neuroscientist, quantum physicist, clinician, serving in a clinical environment, most people um, of his clientele were traumatized, comorbid with addiction. And so he developed this technology. And how he got my attention, which is not easy to do, especially if you've invented something, I typically would not take on that initiative, was Jim... 
I've invented something that quickly, predictably, and safely relaxes the mind and body within minutes without side effects. I'd never heard that sentence before. My initial thought was marijuana, but marijuana has side effects. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. And also not very good for people that are trying to get sober. No, not good for people <laughs> right. trying to get sober. Not good Welcome for- Welcome to rehab. Here's yeah, the joint. Not good for you know the snack, the snack diet. So we dove in on a 10-week discovery into this because when he explained what it was he invented, I, it, I knew even less. But we've been at this for 11 years. And so it's funny. We always had the initiative and always had the vision and the mission to solve stress, anxiety, fear, depression, and poor sleep for humanity. You can't do it in a manner where you have a class three medical device and you had all the regulatory and all the stuff that's associated with, you know, hardcore science. So we talked in December and you're right. We were kind of on the back end of a four and a half year curve that brought us here. So for me, I've done a lot. I've been inside a lot of companies. I've had a lot of fun doing what we did, but I never was a part of something that felt a sense of purpose ever. Mm-hmm. And then this just, just has always felt natural. And at some point, just like what you're doing with your career, you become ingrained in it and you don't know where your DNA ends and where the company's DNA. And so it's just part of my being. And I never feel overburdened. I never feel anything besides gratitude and an honor to lead this enterprise because I know what we're doing is tremendous. I know we're helping people on a scale that's just magnificent. And it's really simple. Conceptually, Luke, all we're doing is helping you manage the negative consequence of stress. But as we talked about the first time, humans are really bright. We're problem solvers. We're exceptionally talented. Our brains are incredible. But we're really limited when it comes to something intangible. Because you can't see stress or smell it or touch it. You're not even sure if it's even there. You trick yourself, but it's there. And the anatomy and physiology of the negative consequence of not addressing stress will kill everybody. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of uh, really important that people are made aware how stress kills you because nobody knows. No one's educated on it. It's not that difficult. It's anatomy and physiology. If you don't get restored to sleep and you don't manage stress and you're too high in cortisol and you interrupt the gut bacteria and you do all these things over the course of time, your cells break down, the mitochondria is not restored, the cells don't clean their toxins, the cells forget their job, communication doesn't happen, disease starts, disease proliferates, you get stressed out because you have a disease and it's a cascading effect. So I personally would like not to die of a nasty disease, whether it's immunosuppressive disease of my stomach or cancer, something like that. And it's all stress modulated. So that's what we're doing. That's interesting. You, you mentioned the gut biome because uh, over the past few years, I mean, thankfully this happens <laughs> less and less frequently, but uh, at times of acute stress, you know, a, a, a business deal issue, uh, the end of a romantic relationship, uh, having to move suddenly and not have a place, you know, these kind of big life upheavals, a death in the family, this kind of thing. I just had a close friend of mine pass away and um, super, super stressful uh, in a sense, just because of processing the grief and having something happen sudden. But one thing I noticed in the past couple of years when I would have a bout of extreme stress where I'm in that fight or flight thing and I just can't get out of it, 
is my digestion, no pun intended, goes to shit immediately. Sleep and digestion. And I go, what's wrong with me? I'm eating the same stuff. I mean, I have the diet pretty locked in at this point. You know, I cheat a little here and there and pay the price. But overall, I know what my body likes and what it doesn't. And I, I tend to follow that diet. But even in that, in times of stress, my gut gets wrecked. It's got nothing to do with the food that you put in your belly. It's got everything to do with the cortisol that's wrecking. So how how does stress affect your digestion? Which, of course, then, you know, as you, as you indicated, affects your ability to detox and your ability to assimilate nutrients. Stress is designed to um, protect you. So when your central nervous system feels like you're in danger, it activates fight or flight, or if you're going through grief, loss, confusion, denial, depression, anxiety, and it's a flood of cortisol. It's a flood of a stress hormone that interrupts the gut and there's too much acid in there. It's simple. You have a brain in your gut. We call it intuition. Scientists call it the enteric brain in your gut. Everything's related from your tummy to your brain. So when your fight or flight is on and your reptilian brain is saying, this is, we're in, we're in danger. This is a bad place for us to be. We need to get out of this place. It's just flooding your body with the cortisol and adrenaline and all the excitatory neurons and toxins. So yeah, as soon as you eat, within about five minutes, you're sitting on the toilet and it's not comfortable. And you're not getting the nutrients you need because stress is winning the battle. And I think we shared this last time. If the reptilian brain and our fight or flight is 40 million years evolved, your frontal cortex and prefrontal cortex are only 4 million years evolved. That's your cognition, emotional stability, rational thinking, ability to talk yourself out of something. So the reptilian brain that's activating that cortisol response has a 36 million year head start. Wow. So this is why when you're starting to trip out and go into that fight or flight state, and if you have some self-awareness, as you know, many people listening to the show would from meditation and just being mindful about your state, even when it gets triggered, you know it's being triggered. And even if you know the thing you're freaking out about is not real, the threat is perceived, you still can't stop freaking out. You cannot. So that's because the reptilian brain is saying, we're going to die, we have to protect ourselves or run, hide, kill, etc. And even if your prefrontal cortex, which is relatively new, you know, in contrast is saying, no, no, it's fine. Like you're just imagining this. It's all in your head. That doesn't help you get out of it. It does not. And that's so, that's so frustrating. If, you know, when you have some self-awareness and you're like, okay, I just got this text or, you know, trolled on social media and, and your rational mind goes, this means nothing. This is meaningless. This does not affect my life. But there's a part of you that Fear. threatened and yeah. you can't, you can't talk yourself out of that feeling. You see a text of something that's really emotionally triggered. Immediately your mouth gets dry. All of this happens in a nanosecond. You're not thinking through. You're not saying, hey, this is a, this is a trigger. I should uh, prepare myself for battle. No. Your central nervous system is constantly surveying your life, emotionally, psychologically, and in your, where you live for safety, security, and familiarity. That's its primary function, to protect you. When it senses through any sense or through emotion that you are in danger, at risk, or fear, and triggers that response... The nanosecond to go to the amygdala, and the amygdala then triggers what's called the HPA axis, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal cortex. It's a unilateral axis. Once that's triggered, it's all hands on deck. 
The alarm bells are ringing. So it's not that you have a choice to think rationally. There's no blood flow. Blood flow is cut off to the frontal cortex. Why? Because all your resources are coming to your visceral organs to fight. So you're not even talking yourself out of it. If you look at someone who's in a fight or flight response, whether it's a near-death experience or a fight, if you look them in the eyes, they will look like a shark because they're completely cognitively dissociated. When you are trying to break up a fight, the key is to turn the people's eyes away from the opponent. That's how you break up a fight because otherwise you're locked in. You're not thinking. You are surviving. So new calm comes to the world at a really poignant time. <laughs> You're not kidding. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, oh my God. it's beyond crazy all the variables we're, we're having to address as humans. Oh, man. And it's here to level the playing field and say, you know what, reptilian brain? You're not in danger. Life in America isn't that challenging. You're not struggling to live every day. When nightfall comes, predators aren't coming to kill you. So let's stay in this. And it's really about the autonomic nervous system. How do we stay in balance away from the sympathetic nervous system that's driving the cortisol and all the acid? How do we get into the parasympathetic through meditation, mindfulness? But if we think for one second, if we don't have the humility to believe that a 40 million year fight or flight mechanism that has been designed to keep us alive, if we think we can talk ourselves out of it, then we're not thinking clearly at all. Because where do you think phobias come from? Do you think a little bug is going to kill me? How many bugs can kill a man? How many? Not many. When you see a bug, why, for many people, does it elicit pure panic? And you can't talk them out of it. You can't say, that's just a little bug. Let that little bug live. No. If you want true fight or flight, be the bug that's looking up at a human with a <laughs> flip-flop hitting them at terminal velocity. That's fight or flight. Right. So a phobia is a great right. example to the challenge that we have as humans to balancing our rational mind with the reptilian mind. And we have to give ourselves the understanding and humility to say, hey, when we're in that space, we have to find a way to cope because it has, you have to be removed from the stressful response to equilibrate. Here's the challenge, Luke. Most people don't equilibrate. Most people stay with the foot on the accelerator. And they're building more and more trauma. Little things build into bigger things, right? It's like you said, move, economic uncertainty, you know, COVID virus, social unrest. There's so many moving parts that easily trigger you and just add on to this cascading mountain of stress, fear, anxiety, and depression. We're in a really tough place. We're in a tough place. I mean, our, our planet is out of balance. Our families are out of balance, our communities are out of balance, our schools are out of balance, our politics are out of balance, our international relationships are out of balance. We're out of balance, and every single one of us knows it. And then you're in COVID, and things that were simple to the central nervous system, simple pattern recognition, okay, I'm going down Sunset Boulevard, there should be people at restaurants, there should be things. Your brain, it's all off now. Mm -hmm. So I can't, mm -hmm. as a human, even rely on simple pattern recognition. I'm overstimulated just trying to get through a normal function. I mean, going to the grocery store early in COVID, you go to the grocery store, you have a mask on, you're not touched, you're looking around. Then you get home and you're washing all your clothes. Like, what is this? So everything has been turned upside down. And prior to COVID, we were already suffering through the second great age of anxiety. The first one was after World War I, when the world did not seem grounded. We were already there. And now, 
you have the Me Too movement and you have a galvanizing force of saying, hey, there's things here that are, are corrupt and need to change. You have racism and all the stuff happening there. Again, another catalyst. You have COVID. What is COVID? Well, it's a virus. Can you see it? No. Can you touch it? No. Can you feel it? No. Is it real? I don't know. Right? So you have all these things. It's just adding up. So many people, your audience, try to meditate. Good luck, man. Good luck turning off monkey mind when we're dealing with a heap of shit. Especially if you, uh, like myself, sometimes, unfortunately, I hate to admit this, but if you look at Twitter before you meditate, this is, I've been struggling with this ever since cell phones came out. Because I was meditating before cell phones were ubiquitous, you know? And I always had this thing. I'd read my spiritual literature, especially when I was early in recovery. There were certain two certain books I would read every morning. That's the first thing you fucking did if you want to stay sober. I read those books, and I, you know, get spiritual principles in mind, truths, knock myself in the head with those truths. Then I'd meditate and pray, and then I'd go out and interact in the world and make phone calls and stuff. And then when cell phones came to be, I mean, they were a lot less functional then. You couldn't get online as easy, but as cell phones became more connected to the web and you had smartphones, uh, I had this habit of, I'm just going to check this one thing and then I'll meditate. And what I perceive has happened, and I still struggle with it to this day. Now, I even, even I have Newcom. But the thing about Newcom is, and you, know, you guys will learn this later, but that the app is on your phone. You know, It's mm-hmm. not you go buy a device, uh, which is great because then it's just on your phone. It's very convenient, but it's like, hmm, to, to click on the Newcom neuroacoustic software and listen to a track or click on Twitter, you know, or whatever telegram or, you know, these other apps that I have that are um, more private. And there's groups of people that I'm, I'm part of and we're sharing really provocative information because it's, you know, we're trying to avoid censorship and whatnot. But the more provocative that information, the more triggering it is to the nervous system, especially first thing in the morning. And I find on days where I do have the discipline to resist and I'm like, nope, only going to, and I don't have any notifications on my phone except text. I don't get any notifications. Well, now I got this, you know, uh, camera and alarm on my house. Someone tried to break in the other day, the other night. So now I have a notification. It was me. I was just a couple days early. Someone's on my porch. (laughs) But man, the discipline it takes to, you know, to go in and and click my Newcom icon rather than one of those other apps with so much going on in the world is it's actually really difficult. I think when things are at least feel more normal on the surface. It's like, I don't need to, I never used to follow news or politics or any of that. Cause it's just like, who cares? It's all the same. They put another bonehead in office. It's all just theater. Uh, and then a few years ago it changed. The theater at least changed dramatically. You know, the characters changed and I started paying attention to some of that stuff. And then, you know, the world has become so polarized. I feel it's incumbent upon me to stay alert to some degree at what's ha- to, as to what's happening. You know, not like I have any power over it, but it's just, intriguing it's sticky the clickbait of what kind of shit show is happening today but i do notice if i activate that even if rationally i'm like no i have a great life i got a podcast today like you know a wonderful woman in my life like great cute dog you know i'm eating well everything's fine even rationally if i look at that stuff and i start feeding into it before i've really checked in and calmed down with my center of who i really am I do tend to have a lot more anxiety throughout the day. Of course you do. I just can't, I can't shake that initial peak out into the world. I think you have more discipline than you give yourself credit for. I think there's a subversive sabotage happening here because you definitely have the discipline not to click on and you're giving power to strangers 
over your health. Don't click on it. Thank you. Never again. Thank Don't you, do it. Coach Jim. Don't do it. I had the same issue. I mean, I run a global neuroscience company. I fly over the world. There's a lot of responsibility. It's an honor. It's a gratitude. It's also a responsibility. And I used to have my phone on all the time in hotel rooms. And I would get texts from, you know, Pakistan or wherever. And it'd wake me up all night. And then I had a realization about five years ago. Wait a second. I don't need to let other people interrupt my health. I turn the phone off. It was so liberating. So now when I get up in a hotel room, I make a choice. Do I want to turn this on? And activate, because it's rarely 10 out of 10 is great news. Yeah. Or do I want a new calm first, reset myself, get to a place where I can respond to stimulation instead of react. That's all this is. Mm -hmm. It's giving you pause so that your brain chemistry is in a better place to look at things with a perspective that's not easily triggered. You do not have to look at Twitter and relinquish control over your health and well-being and your anxiety and your reptilian brain. Don't feed it. You're feeding it. You're challenging yourself by feeding into the reptilian brain and saying, okay, I'm going to solve it with new calm. Don't do it. Well, that's the thing. You know, if, if we meditate, whether it's new calm or however we tune into that witness observer place in ourselves, which is in that quantum field, primarily right that's where you live as consciousness and then you're embodied and embodied is where all the threats are because it's the body that's trying to protect itself but when we check in with that first and remember who we are fundamentally that we're not this body in this house with this career and this partner and all that then it seems that we have a buffer as we go throughout the day where there's a little bit of separation between perceived threat and real threat right which they're Ultimately, is no real threat because we're timeless, eternal beings, according to my calculations and observations and realizations. So I think it's incumbent upon us each to build the discipline, right? Whether we're, however, we're checking in with our highest self first thing, especially first thing in the morning, in order to build that resilience. So when the material world starts chasing our ass throughout the day or that we perceive that it is we have that perspective that we don't need to attach to all of those dramas that are going on throughout the day in the morning your cortisol is the highest so in the morning you're more vulnerable to be triggered oh shit (laughs) i never thought about that so you're adding fuel you're adding fuel and challenging your ability and giving people control over you Right. People that don't deserve that control, they didn't ask for that control. They simply are doing this and you're receiving it, triggering you because your cortisol is at the highest level right. in the morning. God damn it. I got I to gotta break this habit. I've fallen in and you, out of you it. You did. You broke it already. Okay, Tomorrow thank you. you're not doing we it. We did it. So for people listening, what's a, do you have any tactics that they could use to prevent, you know, whether they're using new calm or however else they're checking in with themselves in the morning and getting grounded, how can one resist the temptation? You know, it's like really is so addictive to check in with what's going on in the shit show of the world that we find ourselves in now. Like how can you find the discipline to take care of yourself first, then check in after your cortisol is dropped down to a manageable level. And you can, as you said, respond rather than react. It's not really a choice. You have to make yourself a priority. You have to build a habit and a pattern in the morning that serves you. Can't serve everybody else if you're broken or if you're fragile or if in the back of your mind you're worried about stuff that's inconsequential. 
Think about back in the day, maybe 10, 15 years ago when you went on vacation. It took four or five days to relax and get to that place of balance. And then you were on vacation for like two days and you had to leave. But that fifth day, you, you reach that place of, of wellness. All you have to do is turn your phone off for a day. Because the next day, the world's still here. You know? We put a lot of pride in our organization and we take care of humans. And when you're taking care of sick humans or you're taking care of powerful professional athletes or the military, you're kind of on call all the time. But I, I warn and share with my team, say, hey, this isn't a 911. No one's dying. Maybe someone's having an anxious response. Maybe someone needs a little TLC and some love. But at what expense? So you have to take care of you. And COVID has changed the family dynamic. I think it's been a pattern interrupt. I think the world will never be the same again. I think people are seeing the rat race that they were in and the gerbil wheel that they were running on really had not as much consequence as they thought. You can't take your life and your job and your career path too seriously because it's not going to fill you up. It doesn't fill up your bucket. Your bank account gets filled up, but your bucket gets depleted. It's really the people around you where it's all about love and energy. Your being is about energy and you have a choice. What kind of resonance do you want to have? I, I fall victim to this too. Sometimes I say, okay, it's nine o'clock. I've been up since five. I've already walked. I've already drank my lemon water or whatever routine I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to check CNN. <laughs> I'm just going to see if the world is still here. <laughs> yeah. And then within five minutes, I am completely out of center and I am agitated I am impatient. I am confused. I feel disheartened. I'm just like, oh, I don't need it. I've never turned off the news in the last 10 years and felt a sense of peace and calm. I just haven't. So we all fall victim to that. But tonight when you go to bed, promise yourself tomorrow, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to be present and do things that are healthy for me. And I'm going to take care of my spouse and my children. And I'm going to check in with them. Be present with them. Do you think that uh, people that have suffered trauma, emotional, physical trauma, et cetera, earlier in life are more predisposed to the addiction to drama and the addiction to fight or flight? That's absolute. How does that work? The traumatized brain is um, beyond sad and beyond real. The whole mental health landscape is so confusing because, again, humans can't understand what they can't see. Your thoughts are real, right? The itty-bitty shitty committee behind your eyes that tells you you're not good enough or your audience doesn't like you or you don't resonate with this person or you have an insecurity about going to a party or meeting strangers, all that garbage. It's real because that's your reality. PTSD has a damage to the brain a physiological damage to the brain where red blood cells and cognition and what's called neuronal coherence is interrupted. So you think about it like a bruise. The hippocampus, the prefrontal cortex and frontal cortex are directly impacted to the brain of a traumatized victim. The hippocampus is your memory center. So for the rest of your existence, unless you get help, you're going to be perseverating over the trauma. Frontal cortex and prefrontal cortex. How do I rationally distance myself from the physiology. So that person's central nervous system, remember earlier I said, hey, 
Your central nervous system governs you for mm-hmm. security, familiarity, and protects you. When the central nervous system has been compromised and no longer trusts, whether you were sexually assaulted by a family member, whether you were physically assaulted, emotions, doesn't matter. The assault doesn't matter. Okay? It changes your central nervous system. Your central nervous system says, Luke, you messed this up, brother. You didn't protect us. So we are going to protect us. And we're never going to trust again. The central nervous system has given up trust. So we're always going to be hitting that amygdala because the slightest thing is going to keep us in a hypervigilant state. That's what leads to the comorbidity of alcoholism. This isn't confusing. This is really simple. Your brain is very sophisticated and your brain knows intuitively that a sip of alcohol will take this pain away. So as you're driving down the road, you turn left to go to a bar. Intentional or not, your brain is is basically dictating, I need help. And the fastest thing for me to take care of this psychic pain is to drink. It all makes perfect sense. Your body and your brain is a full ecosystem, a highly compensatory ecosystem. So when you fuck something up, it overcompensates. Look at the inflammation response to a wound. All these cytokines come. It's like, hey, chill out. This isn't a big wound. We don't need the army. But the body's like, hey. So the traumatized brain has an incredible adaptability to normalize what is not normal. Ooh, that's good. Okay, That's good. We do. So people get stuck in their pain. They get stuck in that label. The challenge for trauma and what, what just breaks my heart is that it's all real. So your reactivity, your impatience, your judgmental, your critical, your supercritical of yourself, all those elements are real. The homicidal thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, all this just negative energy, it just cycles around that reptilian brain is so on overdrive. And the challenge is, if I'm living in a high-stress, poor sleep, high-stress, poor sleep, high-stress, poor sleep cycle, I'm never getting to a place where I can be observing in my life where I can take a deep breath and reflect and pay attention. Can't do any of it because I am consumed with fear. So think about the last time you just said a friend of yours passed away. That's less fear than it is grief. But say the last time you were almost in a car accident or something, that fear grips you in a manner that's incredible. Think about that all day long and in your sleep. That's PTSD. Right. That's really profound, the part about <laughs> when your brain is injured by trauma, that the abnormal becomes normal. Yeah. And that reminded me of different patterns that I've had to work to unravel, especially in interpersonal relationships. Having had many <laughs> traumatic experiences with different humans as a kid of all different types, uh, I was really perplexed for a long time as to why I would repeat those same dynamics with people that I would invite into my life. When, according to my, yeah, with my conscious mind, I'm like, oh man, that thing happened to me when I was a kid. You know, one of my parents did this, or abuser did this. Never going to let that happen again. And here I find myself in relationship with someone who does that very same thing. Mm -hmm. And it feels, in a sense, it feels right. It feels familiar. Mm -hmm. There's a familiarity to it. 
But what I'm hearing... Stay focused just there. Yeah. Because that's... It's not right. Yeah. It's, it's just familiar. It's familiar. Right. And the brain needs pattern recognition. Mm. We normalize insanity, but it's a pattern. So in these abuse cycles, there's a pattern. You can identify it in any abusive relationship. Pattern, pattern, pattern. It's the, it's the balance between your central nervous system protecting you and triggering the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system governs fear, stress, anxiety, and depression. That's all happening in your midbrain. So we have to figure out how to interrupt that pattern to say, hey, this may feel familiar, but familiar is not good enough. I need to override the central nervous system and I need to take some risk. I need to push through this adversity. And you have to follow your enteric brain in your gut, we call intuition. Because a lot of times we override it because the central nervous system says, no, look, we're going to take that path because yeah. I know that path. That's yeah. comfort. Yeah. I can kind of see how it's going to be. There might be some pain involved and you might, you know, not like the outcome, but it's, we're going there. It's the known way. It's the known way. Yeah. I remember early in, in my recovery when I first got sober, uh, my, my grand sponsor, who I had recordings of, I never met him, but I had used to listen to his tapes over and over again because he was the only human I think I'd heard at that point that made any sense to me about what was wrong with me. And he said, I used to have this saying, uh, alcoholics would, let me make sure I get it right. <laughs> I used to say this all the time, but I think it's ingrained in me now, hopefully. But uh, he said, alcoholics would rather do the wrong thing, even if they know it's the wrong thing, because they've done it before rather than doing the right thing when they know it's the right thing. Right. So it's like you're, you're walking into this pattern voluntarily, a, a melodrama with the person or you're dishonest or you're being selfish or whatever it is, you're angry again. And it's like, you know, you're going in the wrong direction, but you can't stop it because it's just what feels right. It's like, this is the way I do it. It's the way I've always done it. Right. Even if you've had some spiritual growth and you've matured and you quote unquote know better, you still find yourself compelled to repeat that same thing again. It's crazy. It's crazy. Is this, um, are these neural pathways that you're oh, yeah. describing? Yep. So it's like. So when you do mindfulness, you do meditation, your practice of meditation, what you're doing is you're opening up oxygen rich red blood cell flow to the frontal cortex and prefrontal cortex. You're creating new neuronal coherence, you're creating new opportunities to take those challenges that don't seem like the comfortable road of pattern recognition, but you can reflect, be observant, be patient, and be present in the moment. And you can listen to your intuition. You already know what the answer is. Now you get to take actions that override the central nervous system and that need for pattern. And when we do that and we do override it and say, uh, I'm thinking about, let's say you've always been in uh, romantic relationships that are dysfunctional. You uh, swing the spectrum between being the unavailable, heart-protecting, closed-heart person that doesn't let anyone in, can't trust anyone, or you're the needy, codependent, like love addict that just needs validation and attention all the time. I guess those are two contrasted ends of that spectrum, right? Let's say through painful experience, one starts to find that pattern. Oh, I did it again. You know, someone wanted to get close to me and I wouldn't let them in and they're a great person. And I just stonewalled them. And then they got so bored or frustrated, they left and here I am alone again. And so you start to see these patterns and work on yourself and break through that and then meet someone where you 
<laughs> have that fork in the road and you see that opportunity to listen to your gut or to follow that pattern, you listen to your gut, you wholeheartedly go in and allow yourself to be vulnerable and you allow for true intimacy or at least you know up to your capacity at that time. Mm-hmm. Don't you then build a new pathway where that becomes normal? Yes. Where that intimacy, closeness, that love, everything you've always wanted is now the new normal and to go back into that old pattern of pain for both parties is like not even an option. I mean, I guess it's always an option, but it becomes much more clear and much easy to resist. That becomes now foreign. Correct. Is that the way it works? Yes. Seems to be my experience. So you can pattern interrupt. Right. And that's what you have to do. That's growth. Yeah. Because when I look at my relationship now, it's, (laughs) it's just so fulfilling. It's so peaceful. It's so comfortable. It's so safe. It's so fun. I mean, it really is all the time. It's just all, it's just fun all the time. I keep waiting for like, when everyone says you all, you know, in a relationship, you're always going to fight and, and you know, this and that, like you go through these things. I'm like, mm, I'm not, no, we're not. Right. It's a completely new world. And Trust, now I think, respect, I think, and I listening. Think, yeah. But I think back now on, you know, my behavior and the behavior that I put up with from other people in relationships and I go, what, who was that guy? That would ever been so shitty or would ever have put up with such shittiness. It's like a, it's like another lifetime. You know who that that guy was? Who? A scared boy. Mm. That's all it is. Getting into dysfunctional relationships is just your inability to manage your fear. That's it. And that pattern keeps, keep finding those triggers, you keep being attracted to people that are going to give you that comfort. Yeah. But it's just fear. And then when you protect your heart from all the scar tissue, that's just fear. Fear of being vulnerable again. Fear of what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to feel hurt. You're going <laughs> to feel pain. You're going to feel loss. Is that really that bad? It's part of being a human. Yeah. We're going to feel loss our entire life. We're going to lose people our entire life. And we are going to impose loss on people. That's part of being human. So what's so fearful about that? And if you don't give, what? why are you doing it? If you don't relent and take that scar tissue and say, hey, let me, let me show you what's in here. And I hope you like it. I hope you like this person. Because when you live a lie or you're in this matrix of dysfunctional relationships, you're not even yourself. You're compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. You're only by yourself when you're in the shower or on the toilet. Even when you're lying next to the person. You're not connected to them. You're in your head. Right. Because there's still parts of yourself that you're withholding. Absolutely. Out of self-protection to avoid yep. the vulnerability. Correct. Because of all the patterns before that you've built from Correct. doing that and having it, you know, not It's very complex. Well. Being a human is really complex. Yeah. But you know, the reality is trust and love. Take that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Challenge your fear. Challenge your historical you know, patterns of dysfunction that didn't serve you well. The whole mindful path, there's a physiological response to mindfulness. People don't understand that either. People think, okay, yoga, tai chi, and meditation, and deep breathing, or tech, whatever. They just see it as someone, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they see it as. People perceive mindfulness in many different manners, and it's not pervasive to the world yet. But the whole benefit of mindfulness is to oxygenate red blood cells to the entire organism. 
from your toes to your frontal cortex. That's all you're doing. When you sleep on something, you're getting restorative nature of theta brainwave function. So when you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. That text or that Twitter wasn't so bad. I don't know why I was so triggered. I don't know why I was so triggered. Seriously. Could have been cortisol. Could have been my bulletproof coffee. I don't know what it was, but something just caught me. But the next day you wake up, all that is, is you've had the practice of theta brainwave function and oxygen. Oxygen rich red blood feeds your body and your brain. So you can create new cognition. You can create new pathways, and new ways of thinking. So say you're in a dysfunctional relationship 11 in a row. Your central nervous system is laughing at you. Number one, it's like, hey, you fall for this every time, right? And your gut's like, would you please listen to me just once? <laughs> so the 12th relationship, you finally interrupt that pattern. Now you're on that path. You've taken the lead away from this and you are creating new cognition building a new network and a schema so that in your head of your relationships, historical, present, future, right? There's a pattern now developing. That's how you move away from dysfunction. So the good news is you can change. Always. No matter how stuck one Always. feels they are you, in these patterns. But the only way you change is through enlightenment, enlightenment through oxygen-rich red blood cells to the key areas of your brain. Mm-hmm. This is anatomy and physiology 101. You need to have blood flow to the areas of the brain. If you're stuck in the amygdala and the, and the reptilian midbrain, you will always be consumed by fear, stress, anxiety, and depression. You will always play that whole course of treatment. For what? You can easily be liberated from it. We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. Let's take a moment to turn you on to one of my latest discoveries. It's a company called Lucy, which was founded by Caltech scientists who were former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. So they spent three years creating a nicotine gum and lozenge, each with four milligrams of nicotine. Now, of course, nicotine products can be used to quit smoking. I've used them in the past to quit smoking cigarettes and very recently actually used Lucy to quit smoking cigars, which had become kind of a habit and an expensive one at that. So whether you want to use a nicotine product like Lucy created to limit the amount that you smoke or to quit smoking entirely or just to use for a mental boost, they've got you covered with non-toxic gum and lozenges. Now, the gum comes in wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate, which happens to be my favorite. And they've also got a cherry ice flavor lozenge. Both of these products have four grams of nicotine, which you're definitely going to feel. So I have to give you the disclaimer here. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. So you want to be mindful there. And of course, due to legality, I have to mention those things. That said, if you're ready to get your hands on some Lucy product, here's what you do. Go to lucy.co. That's L-U-C-Y dot C-O. And use the code Luke at checkout to save 20%. That's lucy.co. And now back to the interview. One thing I've noticed over the years uh, of doing different types of meditation and whatnot and now using uh, Newcom is, and this was especially true when I really committed to my practice of Vedic meditation, where I do 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. I went through this phase where rather than becoming this peaceful monk, I became really irritable. I was just super pissed off. Maybe the first few months, 
And then I asked my teacher, Jeff Kober, about it. I said, dude, I mean, I thought meditating is supposed to make you more chill. I'm getting, I'm becoming more of an asshole. He said, perfect. You're, that means you're doing it right. And the way he described it from that lineage of teaching was that uh, you have all of these repressed and suppressed scars, emotions, triggers, et cetera. And when you're dipping into that, what I guess you would refer to as that theta brainwave state uh, in, in your you know, neuroscience vernacular, um, I guess they would just call it the field, right? When you're dipping into that, you're releasing this pressure valve that all of those old things are coming up. And so there's going to be a period of a little bit of a shit show on your way to building a new way of reacting, responding to your experience, wherein you become less fuckwithable, less triggerable. And I have noticed over the years, through all of the different practices that I've done, that it's much harder to trigger me. And even if I do have a moment where I get sideways, I have a much easier time coming back to center. And I've noticed this with Allison too. I observe her sometimes and she's been on her own shamanic path and doing her thing. But, you know, she'll get annoyed with me, like get pissed off for a second. My old pattern is to like (gasps) hold my breath, freak out because I had people early in my life that were really mean and abusive and explosive and violent, right? So when someone that I care about and I trust acts like that, I think that I'm about to get really hurt. So I'll see that in myself, calm myself down, and then I'll watch her. And it's like five minutes later, (laughs) she goes in and does whatever she does in her way, and she's over it. So it's like... It's, it's amazing. And then yeah. it's just like nothing ever happened. Maybe, yep. you know, we need to communicate for a minute and it's just go, ah, you did this or that. And go, okay, sorry. You know, I'll change. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback. But it's not only in relationship with people that are close, it's, it's all through the world, even in the COVID drama and there's rioting and all the crazy shit going on in the world. I have noticed that it's rare that I get taken for a ride. Like I was calling you from for some advice a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I was in it. And you you told me you're like, oh, you're you're locked in it, you know. However you phrased it, and I was like, I know, I'm stuck in this thing. I'm in my limbic system. I can't get out. And I was doing all the things, but that hasn't happened for a long, long time. You know, it was maybe, a big deal. So. It's like a, a year or something where right. I spent days with bad digestion and couldn't sleep and just couldn't get myself out of that fight or flight thing. So the good news is, is that no matter how much shit we've been through and how you know locked in that lane we seem to be when we are willing to practice mindfulness in whatever way we choose to be most effective, we can actually build resilience where even if you get jarred loose for a minute, you get out faster and it happens less frequently. Mm-hmm. Instead of every couple of days you're in this fight or flight, it's you know, every few months you have a bout for a couple of days where you're going through something and it's usually warranted because it's something substantial and meaningful. It's not something totally imagined. Right. That's what used to happen to me. It's like, I would, you know, I don't know, maybe you get a parking ticket and it's like my mind would build this whole story and my whole day, if not week would be ruined by that $80 loss and how dare they and why am I such an idiot for doing that? And all these stories that I start to build around something that was completely insignificant in, in the large scope of things. Do you things. think a, re- a reptilian brain would perseverate over a parking ticket? Yes. Yeah. Do you think your higher conscious brain would? No. Right. Because it's so inconsequential. Right. So... Um, the challenge of going into meditation in the first six months, being impatient and kind of being a dick. Yeah. Guess what? You got work to do. If you can't just go like this and say, okay, I'm going to be, you know, more present 
going to have better energy. I'm going to be able to respond instead of react. So you're doing the hard work. It's, it's, did it kill you? No. Was it that difficult? No. Did you enjoy it? No. Did you get through it? Yes. Mm-hmm. When people start doing Newcom, and then it looks for those that are like, what are you guys talking about? I'm sure at this point I've said the word so many times, someone's going, what? <laughs> but but w- when someone starts doing Newcom that's never really meditated and just really sat with themselves, is it common that they go through a little period of off-gassing old stresses? Newcom is amazing because humans are amazing. Newcom is the same tool for everybody. You do the same thing I do. You're different. Your subjective neurology is different. Your epigenetics are different. Your schema and your network of experiences are different. So when you put somebody in the healing zone, theta brainwave function or the quantum field, you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Um, if it's trauma-related, we all have a narrative. Everybody's gone through something, okay? No one's alone. The numbers are too conservative, but one in five males are abused and one in four females. I don't believe that to be true at all. It's probably more like one in three and one in two. Any continuum of, of you know, the abuse cycle. And we build a narrative to protect ourselves. We all have that. I call it the itty shitty committee. Mm-hmm. We've had a narrative with our inner self since you can remember. And the inner self narrative usually isn't all that positive. Yeah. It's not a cheering section. <laughs> yeah. And it's embarrassing if your spouse or your girlfriend or your fiance wakes you up and you say, hey, I didn't sleep well last night. You don't even tell them about it because it's, it's almost, you're almost shameful of it. This little committee that keeps just racking through my brain. So this narrative is part of our ego. Okay. When you are guided into theta brainwave function, with a technology like Newcom, there's no way to caution or share with somebody what's going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen. Could it be the first time that you do Newcom where you're liberated from your narrative and holy cow, conflict unresolved is in my face? Could it be the third time? Could it be the fifth time? But we do know this. When you're in the Newcom experience and your brainwave function is literally oscillating at four hertz to seven hertz, your mind can go through any conflict you want. Your body cannot react. It's a very safe place. So we don't know. We see new calm tears a lot. I personally have administered new calm to thousands and thousands of people across this planet. And I can't tell you who's going to have new calm tears and have this cathartic moment where they visited a deceased relative or they sat with Jesus. I, I, I don't know. Or they saw the purple chakra. You know, I don't, I don't know what, who's going to do what. But invariably, everybody goes on a journey. That's why I always call it. Welcome to your personal Newcom journey. Because I don't know what's, what's in store for you. But I do know this. On the other side, you are going to be an exceptionally different, better human being. You're not, you're not going to be a NASA you know, astronaut. You're not going to be a professional athlete. We're not giving you talent. We're making you a better you because we're allowing you to be present in the here and now, to be reflective, to be responsive. And to be patient. Patience. If we all had a little more patience, we'd have a much better existence on this planet. Have a much better Twitter. Have a much better Twitter. <laughs> Let's explain how Newcom works. Okay. So you have this neuroacoustic software, these 
kind of soundscapes you listen to, and then there's yep. a little disc you you stick yep. on a specific place on your left wrist. Yep. Uh, and then you essentially just lie down or sit down and listen to these sounds. And my experience of it is it's like a guaranteed deep meditation just about every time. Now, I've mm-hmm. tested it when I'm in full fight or flight and nothing, even new calm, won't break me out of it. And I'm just right. like, well, I'm sure I'm better off after that 20 or 30 minutes than I was, but I'm still triggered. And that's like that once a year kind of meltdown huge shit happens and you know it just is what it is but as someone who's meditated for a long time and was very committed to my vedic practice for many years it's kind of hit or miss you know one morning i I go into the zone i'm like ah, i'm in here here i am i'm in here i'm in theta i'm in the quantum it's emptiness i watch the thoughts go by i don't grab them they're like grasshoppers on a field of wheat it's just fun i'm just sitting there observing and i feel like buddha next day get up I'm like, ah, what about that letter from the IRS? Did you check your email? What if that deal doesn't go through? God, I think that guy's pissed at you. You better email, you know, all the shit, all the chatter, the monkey mind. But it's never reliable. And I still think any meditation is a good meditation. And that's how it's taught. Because sometimes the mind just does need to process. And it's not like you can, in a quantitative way, say the meditation where you felt stillness and peace was a more productive or better meditation than one in which the mind was very active. But I still prefer the one where the mind's very still and I'm able to just sink into that space because that's where I resolve things and that's where I do my creative vision work is from that space. I see the interconnectivity of the universe and I put pieces together and have great ideas and and I come out of it and I have a way uh, to implement them in my waking state. So that's my personal experience of it is almost every single time Mm -hmm. I'm just taken into the kind of meditation that I want whether or not I want to or not. And even if I have been somewhat already activated, like in that bad habit I described before where I get up and I engage with the world a little bit, if I just went and tried to meditate just on the natch after that, there's no way I would be able to drop in. Right. But I can get up, get a little cortisol, do some shit. Oh, I have to send a package, do this and that. Then I do new calm. This is what happened this morning. I did it in the, in the hyperbaric chamber. And I went into the deepest, deepest meditation for 40 minutes and it was beautiful. That wouldn't happen. It'd be very rare and very difficult to do that on my own. Correct. So I can imagine for someone who's not meditated for a really long time and they're just like, oh, I'm going to start meditating today. But first I'm going to pay some bills. I'm going to respond to this pissed off email and I'm going to look at my tax bill and et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm going to go meditate. Like, good luck. It's very difficult. So that's kind of my experience of it. And that's how the thing works for those listening. But break down for us some of the science. What are you listening to? What are those sounds? Why are they so odd? A, and not, it's a song, but it's not a song because it's totally unpredictable and you can never memorize it even after 500 freaking times. Uh, Who makes the music? How many different, you know, tracks are there within one song? Uh, and what does the disc do? Kind of break down the whole thing awesome. for us. Because it's, it's freaking fascinating. It right? is fascinating. So we're taking a neuroscience approach to mindfulness. And we are taking an approach to create balance of the autonomic nervous system. Most humans run with their foot on the accelerator way too much and don't have enough rest and digest. You could look at mindfulness practice as being the autonomic nervous system of the parasympathetic nervous system. So our goal with Nucalm is to manage your brain. That's a big task. It took a very, very bright 
quantum physicist, neuroscientist, clinician, over 20 years of exploration, research, and development to figure this out. The brain is a compensatory ecosystem. So if you play with it here, there's going to be something here, okay? So this is a three-step process because nothing is that easy. We can't just use auditory entrainment. We can't just use you know biochemistry, et cetera. So first things first, the disc on the left wrist. So the disc, it looks like a sticker. It looks like Sesame Street. It is so complex. There is a signature or recipe of frequencies that sit on top of a Lakovsky multi-wave oscillator that's six levels deep. Okay? That's holding a biostatic charge. There's a software that's imprinted using a Tesla coil on top of that disk eight times. Really? So on that disk, when it's in the Faraday bag, I have one right here. Oh, yeah. Let's show it on the camera. So, For those of you listening, sorry, you will have to explain it, but you can watch this on YouTube. In this bag, this is a Faraday bag. It's an antistatic bag. It's keeping the frequencies inert and safe from EMFs. On top of that disc, this Lakovsky electromedicine designed element, all right, a multi-wave oscillator in and of itself, is holding a recipe. That recipe is the ingredients that used to be in what was called the new calm cream. Mostly inhibitory neurotransmitters focused on GABA A and GABA B. What we are trying to accomplish is to slow down the body's natural resistance, which is adrenaline. So anything that you do, your central nervous system governs you for safety and security. Anything that comes near you, surgical procedure, medicament, has to get past Kaiser Sosa there, your central nervous system. Mm. Okay? So we are going to negate this, and we're going to put you in a level playing field so that we can manage your brain. So one of the key elements to why Newcomb is so sophisticated and has been awarded the only patent in the world is Dr. Holloway is not a focused allopathic Western medicine doc. He doesn't have an expertise specifically in cranial electrotherapy stimulation or neuroacoustic software. He's a holistic practitioner and a neuroscientist. He knows the outcome. The outcome is profound. I want to manage your autonomic nervous system. And I have to get through 40 million years of the amygdala HPA axis. And I got to go through all these complexities. So the first step in the relaxation response is to place this disc on the pericardium 6 acupressure point. This is going to present the brain with a signal. This is, it's bioresonance. Every cell in your body has a frequency. And when it gets the oscillation of that frequency, it gets in harmony, like a tuning fork. So this little sticker looks like Sesame Street. It took four and a half years to develop. is an exceptionally powerful and efficacious tool to activate what's called your GABAergic system and inhibit the HPA axis so that adrenaline doesn't flood the body while we try to relax you. So, so the, it's funny. I didn't even know this about the discs because I never asked you how they're made or anything like that. So out in the Zen Den there, I have a biocharger, yeah. which is based on... Uh, Tesla coil, Rife frequencies, and multi-wave oscillator and noble yes. gases. Hundred years of electromedicine from Lakovsky and Tesla. Right. Yeah. So that sort of device is what makes these stickers yeah. and puts frequencies like that in these metallic stickers. For those listening, yes. they're a little disc and they're they're shiny and metallic. Yes. So these emit a frequency, yes. which is why you told me don't put it next to your cell phone. Correct. Don't wear it on the biocharger, which of course I've forgotten. I've ruined a hundred of these goddamn things. <laughs> on the amp coil or the yeah. I have a bunch of PMF devices around. Um, 
and then I've made them inert, basically, if they're exposed to Correct. that, right? Correct. So that the frequencies from those technologies are imprinting on these stickers. And then yeah. because your skin is conductive and you're putting it right at that certain You have spot. electromagnetism. Right. Within about, you know, half inch to two inch of your body is your chi. So there's... Your gauze field. So there's bioresonance between the frequencies in the sticker and your body. And your body goes, ding, ding, ding. We know what that is. The body activates and turns on the frequency. Oh. The frequency reaches the brain and our, a tuning fork happens where it starts resonating with the frequency of GABA. Ah, okay. Absolutely fascinating. That's it's like, really, how, did, how did we do this? So if the sticker's just sitting there on the shelf, it's it's not actively in this bag, anything. It's completely inert. Nothing is happening. Out of the bag and attached to your electromagnetism, it is turned on. And it is emitting that signal to the brain. And how long do the stickers last? These like last two to four hours. Okay. There is no specific time because you were different today than you were yesterday. Your inability to self-regulate, your deficiency in GABA is different every day. Got so it. the body is so fantastic. Compensatory ecosystem, right? It's going to take exactly what it needs from this disc at that time. So we can't tell you. We just built it so that, hey, but the longest new column is about four hours. So it's right. two to four hours per use. Okay. Yep. So essentially every one or two times you sit down for a session, depending on how long of a session you do, yes. you're, you're going through a sticker. Yes. And as long as you take this off, put it back in the Faraday bag and seal it up mm -hmm. and keep it in a dry place, that's it. You're good to go. You can shower with these on too. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the disc technology is incredible. This that's crazy. begins the relaxation response and levels the playing field of the 40 million year reptilian brain mm -hmm. and a 36 million head start. Okay. I liken this to having a glass of wine or two without any cognitive impairment. So say you had a tough day and you drink a glass of wine and immediately you feel the weight of the world roll off your shoulders. Like, Hey, life isn't so bad. That's the gapergic system. Everything related to your biochemistry that is anti-anxiety, anxiolytic relaxation is GABA A derived. Every alcohol sip you ever had bound to the GABA receptor site. Any benzodiazepine binds to the GABA receptor site. Any barbiturate binds to the GABA receptor site. That's the sense of relaxation. So we're basically addressing the GABA receptor site. Okay. So I remember we talked the other day and you were coaching me on some stuff. As I said, I was really stressed out. And you, if I'm not mistaken, I think you said before you do the thing, I had a meeting and it was potentially stressful. And you said, go put one of those stickers on your wrist. Yeah. But I wasn't even listening to the Newcom tracks. No. Nope. And you're like, no, just put it on. Yep. And it just takes the edge off. Yeah. The other day I wore for 24 hours and I was kind of had the edge off all day which I don't like I like to have the edge on <laughs> but I was like wow this is well, I feel I feel you're, just you're a CEO right yeah 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 well you gotta have edge if you're CEO yeah I've tried that role it wasn't <laughs> I'm too mellow so that is the first step of the equation okay and think about this as a great equalizer with the disc you create every time a predictable deep efficacious and fast acting experience Okay, so you've new calmed for over a year and you've new calmed a lot. I've new calmed for 11 years and I've new calmed a lot. And you're right. Sometimes I don't go as deep, but I always go. I always go somewhere. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that has to do with your sleep, your stress, your nutrition and your cortisol levels at that time. Okay. <laughs> you want to you want to know something? <laughs> My favorite time to new calm actually is if I got a really shitty night's sleep or I've been traveling and I'm just torqued 
and around three or four in the afternoon. Oh my God, yeah. That's the best new calm. Like when you really need it, it's actually the juiciest. If I feel super energized and refreshed, you know, I'm like, ah, man, I don't feel like doing a new calm because I don't feel tired. And then I'll do it and it's nice. But if I really need to be restored, it's just like, oh man, that's the best. That's a sweet spot. And it feels like you slept like two hours. I'll do 20 minutes and I get up and I'm just like, oh, wow, okay, I'm fine. It's a complete reset. It's insane. It's incredible. Yeah. Between two and four in the afternoon, the body's natural biorhythm wants to take a nap. Americans have a culture and a drive to do their to-do list that they reach for espresso. Wrong answer. Pay attention to your body. Listen to your body. It needs a, a power nap. It needs a 20, 30, 40 minute new calm experience. According to our research, 20 minutes of new calm is equivalent to two hours of restorative sleep. So if you don't sleep well, you can never make up sleep debt. The body is incapable of doing that. But biochemistry and physics isn't. So you can augment that sleep debt. That's why you feel really good the next day because you got an additional. I would never tell anybody to use this to supplant sleep. No, 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 no. Sleep is really, really important. You need sleep. But in the event that you're sleep compromised, jet lagged, whatever it is, use new calm to augment that sleep debt. Another thing that I've noticed is that if I push off my afternoon session too late mm-hmm. and I do it like at five or six, mm-hmm. then it hurts my sleeve. Yes, it does. Because I'm super hyper. Yes. I try to go to bed at 10 or 11 and I just lay there and have to yes. listen to four podcasts. Yes. Not my own, by the way. Well, I you, I don't listen to my own podcast. <laughs> you couldn't, you would never. I'll never know if it's edited right. That's the funny thing. I was thinking the other day, I said, shit, I don't even know if they're doing it right. But I just can't bring myself to listen to them anymore because I did for the first year. I don't either. I, I listen to nothing I do. Yeah. I just uh, moved to the next I mean, thing. I don't know. It's just, I'm not that excited with myself, I guess. But anyway, back, back to what I was saying. And so now it's kind of like sometimes I skip the afternoon when if I haven't done it early enough because I know I'm going to tank my sleep. I'm going to get a huge rush of energy at like 9 or 10 at night. Yes. So, say, so say if I have to uh, work late and I know, okay, between 11 and 1, it's quiet in the house. I, I can get best work done. I'll new call me like 7 or 8 in preparation for that. Got What's it. up with that is simple. 20 minutes of new call is equivalent to two hours of restorative sleep. So if I new call for 40 minutes, I'm getting four hours of restorative sleep. If I do that at six o'clock at night, you'd never take a four-hour power nap before bed. It absolutely would interrupt your sleep. Got it. And so you're very lucid. You're very clear-headed. You've got great positive energy, but you really want to sleep. Yeah. So we tell people, after seven o'clock at night, don't do new calm unless you want to have an incredibly productive, lonely evening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm learning. Okay. So that's, so the, so so that's, that's the, the disc. disc. Okay. And Second now, tell piece. me about the, the tracks. Okay. And then also... There's new tracks, which I'm grateful for because I, you know, it's, I guess you said it's been about a year since I first met you and got yeah. this thing. Um, the other ones I listened to so much yeah. that it's not like they bother me because I just lose it anyway and you go into that deep state, but I was really refreshed to hear some new ones. So thank you. And, for, there's, a, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. So okay. thank you for doing that. So there's also an eye mask. Eye mask is simple. Disc and eye mask help with the relaxation response. Most of the method of action of Newcomb lies within... $5 million of patented physics, mathematics, and algorithms as we are pacing and slowing down your brainwave function. So today, you wake up and you're a little slow in your brain and you have a cup of coffee. What does that cup of coffee do? It increases the oscillations of your brainwave. So maybe from 14 hertz to 17 hertz, focus is 15 hertz. All right, so my brainwave is going faster. 
What we're doing in New Calm is the Herculean challenge because in the daytime, we're taking your brain down into alpha and theta. So we are using very, very advanced patented physics to present the brain with a pattern like a NASCAR pace car. Okay? So in this amalgamation of amazing mathematics, there's several elements because the brain is so sophisticated. And we're going to trick your brain, not just once, but for the rest of your life. You're going to do new calm every day and you're never going to build resistance to it. So in here, we're using binaural signal processing, a little bit more sophisticated than a binaural beat, but we're using the physics associated with how do we present the brain with a beat that your ears can't hear. So, so that, is that because of the left and right yes. hemisphere? Because you're listening to it in stereo and that how it works. creates a coherence between the left and right it's an, actually, hearing? it's a lack of coherence. Yeah. Oh, so the caudal coherence. nucleus in the midbrain is processing information from the auditory motor cortex. So your ears don't hear. They bring the signal to your brain. Your eyes don't see. They bring the signal to your brain. The visual cortex is interpreting the information. Okay. So for the brain, the caudal nucleus is the center point there. If I present, for the sake of simplicity, if alpha brainwave function is 12 hertz to 8 hertz, and I want to present your brain with 12 hertz, I will put 512 hertz in your left ear, 500 hertz in the right ear. So when it reaches its target, the caudal nucleus, that dissonance, the brain won't accept. So this was discovered by a German scientist in 1839. The brain naturally subtracts the difference in your left with the difference, which is 12 hertz. Oh, that's crazy. That's binaural beat and binaural signal wow. processing. Absolutely fascinating. Again, the body is a compensatory ecosystem. It's amazing what the brain will do. So we use binaural signal processing to get a certain beat to your brain that your ears can't hear. We also have a pitch and frequency mathematical matrix. So say at minute one, it might be 12.5 hertz frequency and the pitch might be 161. That whole mathematics is throughout the entire track. Now, the complexity and why Newcom is so powerful and patented and unique and valid and we've served you know, millions of people in the last 11 years is that the brain, central nervous system, has a little tool called the reticular activating system. That governs all stimulation to your brain. And the reticular activating system has two primary functions, pattern recognition and shortcuts. So when you listen to a 99 cent binaural beat track or you go to the Hollow Sync or Monroe Institute and you pick a focus track, the first time you listen to it, it's amazing. The second time you listen to it, it's good. The third time you listen to it, it's fair. The fourth time you listen to it, it has no impact because the reticular activating system has figured out the pattern. So what we've done and why this is so complicated is there is a nonlinear, constant oscillating algorithm perpetually moving your brainwave and perpetually moving your reticular activating system to figure out the pattern, but it's always moving. So people say, well, my mind wanders in new calm. We say that's a manifestation of the mathematics. We can't, we can do a lot with new calm. I'm very proud of what we can do. Managing the human brain is a really big task, but we can't clear your brain of thoughts. We're not that powerful. So what we do is say, hey, let's liberate monkey mind to go on a nonlinear journey while it tries to figure out this pattern and goes, plays in the kid's table while the adult <laughs> body gets to restore. That's great. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Monkey mind, go on that journey. I don't know what the journey holds. It could be linear stuff for a minute. It could be to-do list. could be love. could be whatever. 
But over here, we want to suspend the body in a place of homeostasis and balance and being in the quantum field of theta brainwave function. So the complexity of what we've created cannot be overstated. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And if you look at one single track, one track of Newcomb is almost one gigabyte of information. We're forcing your brain to process. I remember that. With the yeah. old version, I'd yeah. have to download 789 like, megabytes. I'd click download and be like, it's just ready in an hour and a half or something. Yeah. <laughs> download take forever. It's not music. Yeah. It's neuroacoustic software underneath a beautiful soundscape. So five and a half years ago, we started working with Dan Celine, who's an exceptionally gifted genius in music production. He also has a medical hypnosis background, neuroacoustic programming. He understands a lot about the brain. Great partner for us. So we have a quantum physicist building physics, and now we have a brilliant person in the same kind of mind frame doing the music on top of our physics. Now, if you listen just to the physics, you would have a highly agitated Newcomb experience because it would sound like this. And not fun. Yeah. So we lower the decibels of the physics, and then Dan, using the mathematical matrix, at minute one, Dan, it's 13.5 hertz and 161. At minute three, it's 8.5 hertz. That whole matrix is built to where we compose the music. Then if that wasn't enough, because that's already like neurosurgery, that's why it takes us so long to build the tracks, we also use the ancient solfagio music scale, which is synonymous with the golden mean and the mathematics of the universe. Pretty cool. So you're right. You haven't heard a lot of what we do because we're playing in the 528 hertz miracle tone. We're playing in the 432 hertz healing tone. We're away from conventional frequencies that the human ear has grown accustomed to. So we're using all these different mechanisms to trick and create a resonance and a vibrational pattern for the brain to follow. And one of the cool ancillary benefits of the nonlinear oscillating algorithm that's constantly tricking your brain is because your brain and your central nervous system, I wouldn't say is ego-driven, but it's very powerful. You've seen it through pattern recognition in your life and your behavioral pattern. Well, we can commandeer all of its resources because it really wants to figure out that pattern. So the reason you slip in so strong into Newcomb, and you notice this, between power nap and power nap two, and then deep recovery, we were furthering our strength. We were literally coming up to you and grabbing you like the creature from the Black Lagoon and taking you deep. And you're like, wow, this is noticeably more powerful. Yeah. Because we were going reverse. Let's go back in time. Let's study the neuroscience of the vibrational patterns of ancient instrumentation. And what do we learn? These folks were onto something. Yeah. They were doing harmonic oscillation, tuning for resonance, and vibrational patterns for healing. So if we can tune them to 528 hertz, put them in the mathematical scale, subliminally add a singing bowl, a tuning fork, the tambora instrumentation out of India, that's what we've done. So we already have the most sophisticated patented physics underlying this. And we've had that physics for years. And it's worked like a charm, but we're not satisfied. So we're building and building and building to the recipe. So 1,675 days ago, we began the quest to get away from a class three medical device that cost $4,695 and truly achieve our vision of liberating people from stress and poor sleep without drugs. That quest led us down two paths. The invention of the biosignal processing disk that allowed the frequency and the harmonics to the brain and further building out this catalog. So when we launched the new app on September 15th of this year, 
we doubled the amount of neuroacoustic software we previously delivered to the world. Doubled. So Dan and his Oompa Loompas back in the factory were working very, very hard. It's incredible what we've pulled off. So how many tracks are there in the new software? There's over 12 hours of unique tracks back there. There used to be only 5.67. You know, it's weird about it too. And I guess it's like you just explained that it's built that way. But even if in one of the tracks, there's a signature piece of music, there's one little hook, you know, it's on a sitar, guitar, whatever it is. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember this part. I can never, and I'm a musician too. I mean, you show me a song, I can learn the song and remember the song, play it over and over again. Did it for 15 years. Maybe not that well, but I did. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here if I did it great, right? I'd be off on stage playing a song somewhere. But seriously, uh, I'm pretty good at memorizing music. And I'll try to kind of, I don't count bars, but I'm like, oh, right about now, that thing is going to come in. And I'm always wrong. I can never memorize the new comm track. You're in the quantum field. There's it's no so way. weird. Yeah, like you, could, you couldn't learn one of those songs. No. It's impossible to learn. It's impossible. It's so weird. There's well, no music that's like that. Every music can be learned, it seems to me. Well, what's interesting is, and you've mentioned this, if we were to create melodies that your brain connects to, We keep your monkey mind engaged. We cannot engage monkey mind. Monkey mind is at the kids' table. Go on, you know, go work with crayons, monkey mind. Right. We're going to heal the body. Right. So that element is exceptionally powerful. So we do small hooks, and then we think, hey, your brain kind of deductively reasons we're going to go there. No, we don't. We switch. Or we bring in environmental sounds. Every piece is meticulously designed for that purpose at that time. If we want you in 5.5 deep theta, we're going to keep making it, the recipe work to keep you in that space. And is it just me or at the end of a track, is there a, a bed of frequencies that brings you out of it and wakes you up? Because I feel like... It's not just you. It's I, absolutely always the Oh, okay. Because I start sensing when it's over, even though I'm completely out of time space. Yes. I'm not checking my watch or looking at my phone to see how far I am in the track. I just, my brain starts to go ding, ding, ding. It hears certain tones and it just kind of knows like, oh, we're coming to the end. And then sure enough, the track ends. It's you kind really of weird. become more self-aware of your environment. I wouldn't say you're waking up because you weren't sleeping, but you were hovering in that quantum field mm-hmm. of theta brainwave function dissociated. Um, so in the 50 minute master track, say rescue 50 minutes, we can't just take you into theta. Your central nervous system would not appreciate that whatsoever. So there's what we call the departure lounge. We're tricking your, <laughs> we're tricking your brain nice. for the first several minutes. And you're not really going anywhere. And you feel this all the time. Yeah. And then when we say, okay, we think you're ready and we've relinquished that, that locus of control. We think we're ready to take you into the healing zone. You feel your body like you're going down in an elevator. or in a, in Yeah. A, okay. So it takes us a while to get you down there. Then you're down there in theta. For about 30 to 35 minutes. And then the last four minutes of every track we've ever created, we're bringing the frequency back up to 13. Ah, okay. Because we don't want you, first of all, not to reach a natural endpoint, but if you don't and you're still going, we don't want you to fall asleep. New coma isn't about sleep. New coma is about being in the healing zone just above deep sleep. But we don't want you coming out groggy. We want you coming out focused, refreshed, and feeling like you had the best night's sleep of your life, even if you just did new comb for 25 minutes. 
So everything, we could talk for hours about the meticulous design of what we've created because we've had to reverse engineer everything and do all the patents and all the regulatory. It's absolutely mind-boggling what's been accomplished, which makes me think this isn't really man-made. Right, Blake, right. Blake may not be human. <laughs> uh, it's just, there's a, a divine intervention to yeah. everything that's worked. But the big picture here on the science side is this is proven, patented clinical neuroscience. And the reason it's predictable every time is that it's not up to you. We're simply using biochemistry and physics to manage your brain. And the beauty of it is, Luke, is we can go from stage four cancer some of the most fear, high cortisol profile on the planet. We can go to a theater of war veteran who saw trauma he can't reconcile and it's just out of their mind. And it doesn't matter who you are. From a monk to someone egregiously ill, you go to the same place. And we could look at a QEG, we can look at an EEG, we can look at heart rate variability. It doesn't matter what we look at. You're all going to the same place because... If the brain and body only communicate two pathways, chemical messaging and electrical messaging, and Newcomb commandeers both pathways, there's no escape route. We know exactly what's happening to you when it's happening. The only difference is what your mental journey is. That's it. The body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's hovering in parasympathetic dominance, and it is healing by synchronizing your heart with your lungs, slowing down your respiration to one breath every 10 seconds, which is also synonymous with the golden mean and the mathematics of the universe. And you're breathing six breaths a minute while we fully oxygenate your entire body and mind. And that's the healing property. So this is creating a heart-mind coherence. Absolutely. Which brings me to my next question. And that is, (laughs) I forget if I told you this or not, but you know, Tony Robbins is a big proponent of Newcom, uh, Roger yeah. Waters of Pink Floyd fame. You've got yeah. high level special ops, military people, professional athletes, really high performing people, and many well known people, right? Yes. There has to be some <laughs> connection here with Joe Dispenza because I love Joe Dispenza's meditations and his events. I went to his event a few months ago. Phenomenal. And when I interviewed him, I said, hey, Joe, I'm doing this thing with your meditations, which are really cool. And the music's beautiful, great soundscapes. Right. I don't know if you ever heard them, but I said, what I, and I just got lazy and I stopped doing this, but I said, I have this thing, New Calm, Joe. And I said, what I'll do is I'll put the New Calm in some earbuds and then I put your meditations on over it in my earphones because his his the guiding that he does is fantastic and it really takes you into that quantum space and it's it's amazing and i said i I just double them up and i'm pretty lucky most of the time they'll be kind of in tune you know Mm -hmm. there's not like "Eh," it's not a half step off of key you know it's like the it's a harmonic or in unison even sometimes i'll hit it it's kind of the same key it's all in there and I told him that, and it was just a brief interview, so I didn't have time to really dive deep. But he was like, that's really fascinating. Wow. And I said, yeah, I'm not doing it justice to explain it. But I said, man, if you could hook up with the new Calm guys and somehow partner and infuse your meditations with that, you're on another level. Because already his, his teachings are going there. Have you, have you guys make, ever talked make, to make him? Make the or? connection, because we have a longstanding relationship with Brother Craig Marshall, the Yogananda monk who was a monk for 35 years and was both George Harrison and... Um, Steve Jobs, personal confidant, taught the Beatles how to meditate. Got it. He's doing voiceovers for us in meditation now. Oh, cool. You've heard it in the Ignite 
with Tony. Yeah, yeah. Taking a voiceover and going down a meditative path while using physics and mathematics that create a permeable brain. Yes. We are going to imprint the meditation to your soul. I mean, it's very, very powerful. Yeah. The word choices are really important. The inflection's important. That's what we're doing now. Cool. We're in collaboration now with Brother Craig Marshall to do that. There you go. But we'd love, you know, more voices and more ideas. And yeah. Yeah. So if uh introduce me to Joe. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Okay. Noted. Noted. Yeah, because he he his curiosity was piqued. You know, I think he he was like, Well, my music's great already. I'm like, it is, but this isn't music. I was trying to explain. This isn't you know? music. That's yeah. so if one thing your audience takes away from this, this is not music. Music is a carrier because we want the experience to be nice. So that it's not just blah, 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 exactly. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is algorithms, physics, mathematics designed to trick the most sophisticated organ in the history of the planet, your brain. This is not music. Now, the music we're doing and the vibrational stuff we're adding, we're adding strength to the physics because it's all about vibration and resonance. Right. But right. we are so far beyond anything that's out there in the market. And this first mover advantage, because we're not inherently lazy, we're not ego-driven, and we're never satisfied, we're constantly building. You see, every track we come out with, it's like, whoa, okay, this yeah. is better. This is better. And it's just perpetual, continuous improvement. That's where we're headed. Yeah. So get on the train now, because we're growing and growing and growing. So speaking of growing, uh, as I said, we did the interview before. Yes. I think we maybe mentioned the price of Newcom at the end. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know we did, but I, if we did, I wasn't like, hey, welcome to the show, Joe, or Jim. Uh, uh, so this thing's five grand. Huh? You know, we didn't lead with that. I want to educate people about all things neuroscience and mindfulness and restorative rest and all this stuff. And then at the end, I think we mentioned it or it was in the show notes or something. And I got messages from a lot of people and it was right as COVID hit, people are getting laid off. And quite a few people are like, this is awesome, but dude, seriously, like who can afford this? And so I thought, yeah, that's true. It kind of sucks if you don't have a lot of cash. Like you're not, you can't do this and you're not special ops or Tony Robbins or whomever. Um, so break down, even for me, I'm not even totally clear on it, the new subscription model, which is exponentially more affordable because after this conversation, a lot of people are going to be like, dude, I want, it's such a no brainer, whether you're a longtime meditator or not. And um, as I said, it's added so much to my life. I'm super excited that, now I have something I can like promote and recommend to people that isn't impossible for the vast majority of people. Newcomb is a no-brainer. Let me just reinforce that. Nutrition is a no-brainer. Exercise is a no-brainer. Sense of community and love is a no-brainer. Stress management in your life is a no-brainer. Whether you choose meditation, mindfulness practices, or a technology like Newcomb, it's a no-brainer. At $4,695, there's a lot of brain power involved in that buying decision. And it took us 1,675 days. Very methodical. I know this because I love data. And I'm like, wow, this has been a long journey for us. On October 7th, well, we can, we'll cut that because on October 7th, we'll, this will be later. Yes. So when this comes to market, this subscription model is very, very simple to understand. $39.99 gets you one month access to full access to the app every part of the app, all the tracks. It gets you 10 Newcom Pro Discs. The Newcom Pro Discs retail for $4 a piece. So for $40, you get $40 in tangible goods. You get this starter package 
that comes in this neoprene bag. And in there is a premium eye mask and the 10 discs. The eye mask is badass, by it's the way. It's badass. It I've is. tried a lot of eye masks. And <laughs> it even, really even is. Even the Mindfold, when I found the Mindfold, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. But it scratches your face. It yes. actually is annoying. I don't like, sorry, Mindfold. You had me there for a minute, but it wasn't soft enough. Yeah. I'm a big baby. This anyway, is, this it, is a man, really I want, good. I just want a bunch of those masks. Yeah. Too. Well, we've, I mean, <laughs> they're badass. For 11 years, we've traveled the earth taking care of people. We've heard a lot of commentary. So yeah. we've become experts in headphones. We've become experts in eye masks. So you get the eye mask, you get the 10 Newcomb Pro Discs, and you get access to the Newcomb app for $39.99. That brings you into the Newcomb family. There's no contract, there's no obligation. You do it, you like it, great. If you want to do more than 10 Newcomb sessions in a month, you can buy discs a la carte, okay? Or you can do $59.99 a month. Voila! 20 Newcomb Pro discs. Or you can go to the higher level and do $69.99 a month. That gets you 30 Newcomb Pro discs. So for $69.99 a month, you get full access to the app, all the neuroacoustic software, Okay, you get the eye mask, the starter kit, and you get $120 in tangible product of the discs. So we've made this very easy. You got the 10, the 20, the 30, $39.99, $59.99, $69.99. No obligation. You're in, you try new comb, you like it, you adopt it. You're in, you try new comb, you don't like it. Maybe you hand it off to your spouse or your children, right? Everybody could benefit from a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody could benefit from some mindfulness. So we've made this exceptional easy. I have a tremendous amount of enthusiasm, excitement, and pride in having done this because it is not easy to take a complicated neuroscience platform and make it brutally easy for the consumer to use. The app, as you've seen, we've restructured. There's no choice anymore. You yeah. simply pick whatever journey you want. There's reboot, recharge, and rescue. It has the icons in there, what they're for, energy, focus, you know, stress management, sleep. And then you pick the time. Hey, I got 30 minutes. Okay, we'll take care of you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm stoked, dude, because it's just, like I said, it's much more accessible for people. Even if they do the thirty nine ninety nine. it's like, I'm thinking... Cancel Netflix. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I drink coffee. You drink coffee, yeah. right? If I so mean, if, I would be embarrassed to tell you the shit that I spend forty dollars a month on. Like it's, you know, sometimes it's a steak. Like yeah. you know, and I understand a lot of people just lost their jobs, and I'm not trying to make light of the fact that some people can't eat a forty dollars steak. But I'm I don't even watch my money that well as well as I'd like to. And I'm like, if I was making way less money, I would um, easily sacrifice a couple of those things. But $40 thing is, a month is going to change your life. The thing is, you got to try it. That's the thing. You got to try it. You know? And so I'm glad there's not like, you know, your, char- your card gets recharged and you can't get out of it or some weird shit like no, that. No, no. It sounds very ethical. We are here to take care of people. We are here to manage your stress without drugs, not give you stress as business development for our product. Right. We've always been transparent. We've always been very methodical. It's taken us 19 years and $24 million to get to this point. That's a lot of patience. That's a lot of use of new calm. We've never cut corners. And when we do something, we do it right. Because that's, you know, I, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember anything. It's a great Mark Twain quote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just do it right. So then I don't wake up at three in the morning when I go pee and perseverate over things or people that are upset with me. Because what are you going to be upset about? We're doing our best. We're working really hard to take care of people. And we drove the price down to $480 a year from $4,695. Yeah. 
Right. And we're very, very excited to bring this to the market. Well, I'm happy for you as well as the customer because I can imagine as someone who's marketing a product that isn't some big tangible thing. When you're talking about $4,600, I mean, I want to see like the amp coil, the the nano V, the biocharger, a sauna, a hyperbaric changer. It's chamber. It's like you want to see something big that's tangible. Like, oh, okay, I see why this costs this much right. because I have this big gadget. But with Newcom, I mean, I knew because I was using it, but other people I'm assuming were like, what? You get a little packet of stickers and <laughs> access to an app for four grand? Like who's going to, it's tough buy-in unless you've tried it and you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Right? So I feel sorry for you. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that phase. Um, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're doing the conferences and stuff and people can experience something, yes. then they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. I don't care how much it is. But even then we've had at least 50,000 people try it, love it, and just couldn't afford it. Yeah. And it, it always, we always knew we have to get here. We will yeah. get here and we've done it. We're and, here. And so in the initial phases, you guys had an actual device and you had this GABA cream, yeah. right? And so there, yeah. there were like bits and pieces. And we you- had a stimulation device and you had neural patches and you had all right. this stuff and it was clumsy and it's amazing how quickly humans are to find shortcuts not to take care of themselves. They're like, yeah. oh, the batteries ran out or oh, I ran out of patches. I'm like, it's not that difficult. Right. Would you like to go learn to meditate like a monk or do you want to do new calm? Give us 20 minutes. We're going to take care of your life. Yeah, It's worth the investment. So, but people are amazing. They always find shortcuts. Yeah. Well, so I, find excuses. Admittedly, you know, um, people send me stuff to try out and some of it's really cool, but if it's too hard to use, then my compliance fades after a couple months. You know, I'm like, eh, I got to go get the thing and, you know, put on the, <laughs> all the different parts and gadgets and straps. Like, I like this thing. This is the Apollo. I don't know if I told you about this. This thing's freaking amazing, dude. Cool. Yeah, I'll tell you about it after the Apollo. Basically, this neuroscientist, um, uh, PhD neuroscientist and psychiatrist, Dr. David Rabin, spent about six years, I think, doing clinical studies with different levels of vibration, different frequencies of vibration. And this has a menu, kind of like like y'all's app. Mm-hmm. And you pick uh, open and social, focus, sleep, whatever. And then as crazy as it sounds, kind of like Ducom might sound crazy to some people, you listen to shit and it makes you meditate. Yeah, you put this thing on, and it makes you happy and sociable or makes you focus. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's all frequency. Yeah, it's so bad. Focus is 15 hertz. So and this is, this is you know, this I can use every day because it's easy. Like right. all I got to, I turn the Bluetooth off when I use it, you know, so I have to go put it in the charger to reactivate the Bluetooth because I don't want Bluetooth on my wrist. And right. they were smart enough to build it in a way where you could disable it. But it has to be easy like this. Put on a wristband, right. click go on an app. Put on some headphones, click go on an app, put a sticker on. Like right. if it's not easy, people just won't keep doing it. And I do this shit basically for a living. And even I grow bored of things that are too complex. Right. You know, same biocharger, super cool. Pick your recipe, sit on your ass and it does its thing. You know what I mean? Whereas getting in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, you got levers, zippers, pressure, all kinds of things. You got to be in a float tank. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be super committed to use some of these biohacks. So I'm, I'm stoked for you guys and stoked to share what you're doing again. And I feel grateful to be able to do my part to try stuff out. And when I find shit that works, uh, share it with people. That's probably the most rewarding aspect of what we do. Take care right? of people. Isn't it cool? And you get DMs from people like, oh my God, this changed my life. And I, th- I always think, what? I don't even remember that. Okay. That's <laughs> it's amazing. Like some episode or some supplement yeah. or device or uh, philosophy or whatever it was, you know. 
Every little bit helps. Yeah. Especially it's in the positive side of the equation of our planet. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're here to do. Sweet. Well, is there anything else? Do we miss anything? I don't believe so. Okay. Cool. And I'll put the links, you know, and, and all that stuff in the in the show notes. And when I record the intro later, I'll tell people where to go. But okay. um, other than that, uh, where can we find you on social media, website, etc.? www.newcalm.com. Okay. Cool. And New Calm Performance on Instagram. Yep. And those of you watching on Instagram, I think it's probably tagged on there right now. By the way, while we're at it, folks, follow me on Instagram, at Luke Story. And you could have been one of the people watching this interview live in the flesh. You missed out. Yeah, we didn't. T- I like it when the dog does something or there's leaf blowers. I like when shit goes wrong in an interview because then I'm like, see, you guys got the raw behind the scenes. Say it was actually fairly professional. Uh, so I think that's it, dude. Oh, no, it's not. I'm going to ask you again because I feel like I do ask people that have come on more than once. Who are three teachers that have influenced your life? Teachers, Bonnie yeah. Strickland, psychology professor, University of Massachusetts, Tom Marks, wrestling coach, high school, and my three girls. Nice. You can, you can learn a lot from the naivety of a child. Yeah. How old are your girls? 18, 16, and 13. Oh, okay. They're grown three up. Three young women. They're grown up. Damn. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. And you're married, what, 27 years? Yeah. Wow. So you got four women in the house. Yeah. Wow. No wonder you, you have high empathy. Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to what you said about your mom, right? Yeah. You know, you got to have that. I thank God I was raised primarily by my mom because it yeah. helped me be able to relate in that way. It's been amazing. Be a feeling-centered person. Yeah. You know? Raising girls is amazing. Wow. Women are so complicated. It's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. They can complicate everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Sitting at the dinner table, I'm like, what is going on here? It's just not that difficult. But men are simple. Yeah. You got that, everybody? Men are simple. What you think we think is what we think. Yeah. Well, what did you mean by that, Jim? What I said. Yeah. It's not that difficult. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. All right, dude. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming by. I'm so glad we got to do another one in person. Yeah. You know, with the with the COVID drama, man, it was a drag having to go back to Zoom. I felt like a newbie again. I had to do Zoom in the beginning when I couldn't get someone to come over because they didn't know who the hell I was. So... I've gotten kind of spoiled and uh, I'm glad that you're able to make a little, some time. A little humility, never hurt anybody. That's true. A little pattern reset. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, some of my top interviews in terms of downloads and popularity have been ones that I did on Zoom because they just, it was a fire conversation and the guest was intriguing. Uh, Bruce Lipton, I think, is still my number one download. And that yeah. was, that one was on, uh, not, it, I was, did it on Skype at the time, actually. And it was, horrific because my internet kept going out and it was so embarrassing. I was like, I'm so sorry, Bruce or Dr. Lipton. I'm so sorry. Hang on. And I'd have to have him start over. And he was so gracious and patient. I thought, man, this dude really walks the walk. He's the real deal. Cause he was so cool to me and we still salvaged my number one episode. Awesome. But I just like when I get to get to know people and hang out. So thanks for coming by. My pleasure. Yeah. You're the man. Thanks dude. Okay. Be well. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know about you, but after that conversation, I'm feeling a little more resilient. I think I've got some tools now to help me deal with the stress in my life, uh, as we all have uh, in more productive ways, right? There's a couple ways to deal with stress. One is freaking out, creating more stress. The other is using meditation or something like New Calm to chill your nervous system and get back to homeostasis. Now, for those of you that heard this conversation and are like, wow, I want to try this new comp thing, uh, I highly recommend this technology. I know, you know, it's part of my gig to promote things on the show. 
It's kind of how we fund these things. That's why we have sponsors. Sometimes I have affiliate relationships with the guests that come on the show. And I always like to be transparent about that. Uh, This is my job, you know, is to find cool things and the people behind them and share them with listeners like you. So I always feel kind of odd having to give so many plugs all the time. But at the same time, when I find something so badass as Newcom that I use all the time in my life, I feel inclined to share it. So I'm going to give you one last plug here. If you want to check out Newcom, again, they've got a subscription model now, which is uh, way more affordable than it used to be. And if you go to newcom.com slash Luke dash story, that's N-U-C-A-L-M, newcom.com slash Luke dash story. You can also find that in the show notes on your podcast app on my site. Uh, On that landing page, you're going to find a 50% discount on a monthly subscription or a 25% on the annual, which is three months free. And this technology is just incredibly powerful. I use it almost every day, and it is absolutely by far my number one go-to for relieving stress and anxiety straight up. So if you want to check it out, uh, that's what you do. And if you don't, hey, you just learned a lot about your nervous system, brain, neurotransmitters, hormones why meditation works, why it doesn't, etc. So very happy to present information like this at this time uh, on the planet because God knows, man, we are really <laughs> in a strange place right now. Every day I wake up and I'm just like, okay, what shitstorm has erupted today? Because it's like, I don't know, I guess if you, if you stay off of social media and you don't watch the news at all or anything like that, things would seem presumably normal until you go out into the world and see people with diapers on their face. But if you, uh, you know, are paying attention, this is just an unprecedented time of strangeness and just, it's just bizarre. Every day I wake up and I'm just going, wow, I thought this was a dream, but no, things are still this weird. So whether you use new calm or you meditate or you do breath work or ice baths or pray, read spiritual literature, do some yoga, like whatever your modality of choice is, I just want to fully support you and finding that place of centeredness within yourself because it's just so important. And I'm speaking from my own subjective experience more than anything. Every day I wake up and the name of the game is how can I stay in my most high, true self and respond to the things that I encounter in my day rather than react to them. And trust me, I ain't always perfect at it, but all these little tools I've picked up along the way make it easier. So thank you so much for joining me and Jim Poole on this episode. And I want to invite you to number 319 next week, a groundbreaking, mind-blowing show with Aaron Brockovich and Suzanne Boothby. It's called Water Wars, Protecting Our Most Sacred Resource. And uh, it's not so much about like the, um, the other topics I've covered around water in terms of the best filtration and spring water and you know how to have clean water in your house. This is more of a an environmental perspective on how important water is to us as a species, to every living thing on the planet, and how it's being polluted and what we can do to protect it. And I normally don't do kind of activism type shows. It's just not really my lane as much as I respect and honor people that do that type of work. It's not really my work. It's not the role that I've been uh, chosen to follow as far as I can tell. However, when it comes to water, I am just such a water fanatic that I just had to interview these two brilliant and brave women uh, on the work that they're doing around protecting the world's water. So that's episode 319 next Tuesday. And we must, of course, thank our official sponsors, the first one being lucy.co, where you can get yourself some nootropic-powered nicotine in the form of gum or lozenges. It's also great for cutting down on your regular nicotine use. 
and uh, also um, perhaps even replacing the other nicotine that you use in your life if you so choose. But it tastes good. It's non-toxic. It's awesome. And you can find that again at lucy.co. The code there is Luke20, and that saves you 20% off. And I must also state that uh, nicotine products are addictive. So be mindful of that. Next up, let's protect your melatonin, your sleep. And speaking of calming down in your nervous system, another good hack, even in the middle of the day or anytime you start to freak out, is put on some blue blocking glasses. You'll stop producing cortisol very quickly and you'll start producing melatonin, believe it or not. Sometimes I forget that and I'll put on my, you know, like dark red blue blocks during the day just because. And I start getting tired. I go, oh shit, that's right. You start making melatonin when you cut the blue light out of your life. So you can find your blue blocking eyewear at blueblocks.com. That's B L U B L O X, blueblocks.com. The code there is lifestylist, and that gets you 15% off. Last but most certainly not least are our friends over at Juve, folks that make the most badass red light therapy uh, around, in my humble opinion. Can't state that as fact, but that's what I use and what I believe in. There's a few people popping up on the market these days and people ask me about it. And frankly, I don't know. The only one I know is Juve. Uh, And you can get a free, uh, I think it's a gift or a discount or something. To be honest, I don't even know what it is at this point. I've worked with Juve for so long, but I know where to find them. That's juve.com slash Luke, J-O-O-V-V.com slash Luke. Enter the code Luke at checkout and you get some kind of hookup. I'm sure it's worth using the code. And if nothing else, you'll let them know that they're Paid sponsorship promotions on the show are working. And, uh, you know, again, back to the advertising and promos. I think this is on my mind because I did a promo on Instagram a couple days ago and someone's like, man, you're always selling something you sold out. And I'm like, dude, uh, okay, I get it. It's annoying. I don't like watching TV and like having an ad come on. But um, this is my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like until someone comes up with another way to uh, get paid when you have a podcast and produce content uh, other than podcast sponsorship and affiliate marketing, I, you know, I would love, love, love if anyone listening just wants to privately sponsor me and my life and help me take care of myself and family and have a place to live and whatnot. Uh, I would love to not have ads on this show. So if anyone feels like donating a few thousand dollars a month to run this operation, Um, I would be more than open to that, uh, you know, if there were no strings attached and all that. But just saying, uh, it's really important that um, I support our sponsors and that if you are able to, you support our sponsors. But listen, if you don't want to listen to this podcast and spend money, then by all means, don't, man. This is free content. You just got to put up with me plugging the things that I use and enjoy in my daily life here and there. So thank you so much. And I want to give some clarity to that. I'm sure most people that listen to podcasts are used to it. You know, there's a couple ads in each episode. It's kind of how it is. Uh, But I want you to know that um, there's a purpose for that. And that if I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't. Um, But I got to eat. So that's how it works. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. I am so excited to bring you next week's show, episode 319. And uh, if you're feeling stressed out and triggered and you're freaking out because of what's going on in the world, give New Calm a shot. Uh, it really helps me. And as I said, I use it almost every day. I've been using it here on, on this trip I'm on in uh, Sedona, Arizona. And I kind of stacked it with my higher dose infrared PEMF mat and the Lucia light, which I picked up out here. Some of you might remember that episode. And I love to just lay down on that hot mat. It's so cozy and restorative. I put on a new track, put on my little biosignaling disc, put on the Lucia light. And I'm like 
pretty close to a journey. I mean, it's like, for those of you that have taken that type of journey, wink, wink, uh, it's pretty damn close. It's it's epic, and it really is restorative and awesome. So I'm so happy to know Jim and to have discovered this. I think I found Newcom through Ben Greenfield back in the day. Uh, ben is always gracious when it comes to making introductions. God bless him. And, um, and that's how I got hooked up into this thing, and I really can't imagine my life without it. So thank you so much for joining me, and uh, I look forward to being back in your eardrums every Tuesday from here on out. God bless.